Welcome to Dr. Morningstar's Investigations. Episode 1, Shark of the Devil's The Genetic Homeworld. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to our first episode of Dr. Morningstar's Unsolved Murders in the Occult. And very excited. This is a new genre for us, uh, but we've worked very, very hard in this investigation. Yes. And we're very excited to bring you what we found. Um, we're going to uncover the case first, tell you what happened back in that fateful day, in our fateful summer, I should say, in 1972. Um, Jersey's own Jeanette the Palma. Um, horrible, horrible murder that happened to her. Uh, very, very interesting, all these things that happened, still unsolved till today. Um, just before we get really into it, uh, I'm, I'm your host here, uh, Finley, and I'm here with Cassie, right here Hi. to my right, uh, Master Investigator. We're also here with uh, our good friend, Lily, Yes. Uh, which you can see underneath Cassie, um, our nice possessed doll. So uh, we're very excited. This is episode one, Sharpens a Devil's Teeth. Um, and like I said before, our goal for this show this show and moving forward is to shed light on unsolved murders. Uh, we will also be investigating the occult, aliens, conspiracy, urban legends. Like if that teacher really got his dick caught in the vacuum cleaner or not. <laughs> whatever or happened to the <laughs> whatever happened to the peanut butter dog girl? Yeah, peanut butter dog it. girl or yeah. the hot dog girl, by the way. Oh, hot dog, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, we're going to investigate all of that. Uh, but tonight is about Jeanette the Palma and Cassie. Do you have anything to say with the intro? Um, I mean, it was extremely tragic, and thinking about what she went through, she was 16 years old. I mean, we have kids that are, one's close to that age, to just even imagine something like that happening to my kid. It's horrible. Um, as a parent. I mean, even just thinking about, like, a friend, you know, so having something happen to my friend. Right. Um, so, you know, I'd love to be able to maybe figure out what happened, maybe what we think is right. I don't know. A lot of people are dead that are were close to her. Her whole almost her whole family's gone. Um, plus they, some other people that you know she was associated with. It. <laughs> they all died in Ukraine. No, <laughs> yes, no, it was COVID. <laughs> no, um, but you know, so so it's been like a very uh, interesting and uh, and difficult kind of investigation. Just just because of there's a lot of things missing. And you think like uh, you think back then, oh, it was so easy for somebody to go missing, somebody to get murdered because there was no phones back then. They, you know, they have to make a phone call. You had to find a payphone, and who the hell knows where. But right, these days are just as dangerous with the Ubers and uh, yeah. you know everything online and your whole your whole profile, oh everything God, that you're doing. Your whole life is online. They can track you on Snapchat, so it's just as dangerous. Yep. So uh, we have a mission here tonight. So uh, we're gonna bring you this whole case in chapters. That's right. Yes. A uh, total of five chapters. Um, and the first chapter, we're going to introduce you, if you don't know who Jeanette Palm is, what happened. Well, actually, I'm sorry. We're, we're going to tell you what happened to Jeanette Palm. Okay. So, on the afternoon of Monday, August 7th, 1972. Oh, she died on Monday? Yeah. Ugh. Jesus. Talk about a kick in the teeth. <laughs> I know. 16-year-old uh, Jeanette Palma left her home on Clearview Road in Springfield Township, Union County, New Jersey. One of the most surprising things I realized on everybody that lives in Union County isn't black. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, that Springfield area is affluent. Yeah, I guess it is. I learned that. Uh, so, telling her... She told her mother that she was going to take a train to a friend's house when she did not arrive at her friend's house... Or return later that evening, her parents filed a missing person report with the Springfield 
buffoon. I'm sorry, the Springfield Police Department the following day. Six weeks later, on September 19th, I don't know if that was Monday too, the Pama's remains were found atop a cliff inside of Springfield's Hootedale Quarry, which I've come to find out is one of the most creepiest places on the face of the earth, after a local dog brought her decomposing right forearm and hand back to its Wonderful. owner. Imagine walking your dog and having it come back with an arm. Ever since I read about this case, every time our dog comes in the house, I you, look for an arm. You check for an arm? Yeah, check for an arm. Do we live in the fucking woods? Um, according to several witnesses at the scene, the Pama's skeletal remains were surrounded by a series of strange and possibly occult objects. Allegedly. Descri- Allegedly. Descriptions vary, but the most commonly agreed upon account states that the remains were found inside a coffin-shaped perimeter, perimeter of fallen branches and logs. And inside this perimeter were several small makeshift wooden crosses. Now, this is where it kind of gets creepy because, um, you know, it's not just like one person said, oh, she was in this coffin of wood or this made of wood and crosses. Um, this was like a known thing. There's actually a drawing of the crime scene that looks like there's crosses around her and shit, which throws some doubt whether it is or not a satanic cult that right. offered her. But, which is Coven. But you could also say that people banded together to spread this rumor. True, to cover something up. Or somebody started the rumor, and, you know, back then, it was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Like, try to, you know, jump on the bandwagon sort of thing. Right. Um, now, some Springfield residents later claim that the Palmas remains are found lying on a pentagram. I'm not sure if that is entire. That sounds a little... Um, far-fetched? Far-fetched. Surrounded yeah. by a mutilated... Surrounded by mutilated animal remains. That's... Really sounds far fetched. Well, and it's in the woods, isn't there? Right. Animal remains all over yes. the fucking place. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's kind of like uh, you just walk down the, f- the fucking path, you'll find animal remains. So that's yep. kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of a given. So law enforcement authorities have denied that this was true. Further controversy was aroused when it was discovered that the body had been found on a cliff to locals for several decades, known as the, the Devil's, Devil's Teeth. Teeth. Thank God it was called that because it gave a good title for everybody that does podcasts now about it. Yes. Her. And books. And books. Yes. <clears throat> and weird New Jersey articles. Yes, yes. Um, but it actually was the name of this creepy-looking cliff. Uh, but, you know, if I think about it, you know, we're in New Jersey. If you're not listening for New Jersey, uh, we have there's a magazine here called Weird New Jersey, and they document all the weird and crazy stuff that's going on in the state. Kind of like what we do. Back then, there was uh, there was the Devil's Tower. Yep. There was um, the New Jersey Devil. The Demon's Alley. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Jersey Devil. Yep. So we like to name things devil here. So I don't know like where that name came from, but I'm sure somebody's like, oh, it looks like a tooth. Let's go with devil's tooth. Yeah, I don't know. And, I know. And for all I know, something <laughs> creepy could and happen. And it did there. probably sound like that when they named it because there's a lot of Italians in Springfield area. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yo, Vinny, yo, that looks like <laughs> devil teeth. Bing, yeah, it looks kind of evil. Bada bing. Yeah. Uh, I don't brush my teeth, but the devil may brush his. Gabagool. The Springfield Police Department began an investigation of the Palmer's death after an autopsy could not reveal the cause of death. Because she uh, decomposed too much. Her remains and clothing showed no evidence of bone fractures, bullet wounds, or knife strikes. That's okay, because I think the person that killed her didn't use any of that stuff. No. Uh, no drug paraphernalia was found on or around the body. However. Yes. There was a coracetin bottle. Well, we're going to get to that. I have I have that. We're going to get Isn't to that. Isn't that considered drug paraphernalia? I mean, I guess, I guess recreational drug paraphernalia, you should say. And there's a whole thing about her. And drugs that I didn't uncover until yes, about a day or two Yes, we will talk about ago. that later. But I'm going to get into that because, you know, she, she, everybody portrays her as this, like, uh, innocent, yeah. religious well, I know uh, some of, girl, some, but know. there's, other, there's stuff other, other stuff going, going on. on with this broad. Yes. Um, broad. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> um, <laughs> R.I.P. in peace. Sorry. <laughs> Law enforcement authorities have denied that this was true. Further controversy was aroused when it was discovered that the body 
I've been found on a cliff. I already read this, didn't I? Yes, I did. I apologize. All right. So where was I? Um, leading Union County Prosecutor's Office to treat the case was an unsolved homicide. The coroner discovered an unusually high amount of lead, lead in the remains. Yep. But no explanation was found for this Yeah, well, I think I have either. an explanation for that. Explanature? Explanature. Explanature. Nice word. I think I, I have, have an... <laughs> I have an explanation for that. I have I an explanature, too, uh, okay. for that, because um, I think she was still alive in those Well, we'll talk about that while. later. I know, I know. We're getting into too much right now. I'm, get, I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Jumping the gun. Yes. Um, she, slow she, tease. Slow tease. <laughs> she jumped life. <laughs> anyway. Oh, uh, my early, God. <laughs> early in the investigation, Springfield police received a tip regarding a homeless man, Beltruso Red. That lived in the woods near the quarry. This man was known as to locals simply as Red, Boltruso Red. And it was alleged that he fled his campsite in the woods shortly after the pommel went missing. Can I say it right? Yes, go ahead. Baltus roll. Baltus roll. Wouldn't balls go roll? Baltus roll. <laughs> balls go roll. No, uh, Baltus roll. Baltus roll. Like balls, tuss, Baltus roll. roll. Baltus, Baltus roll. roll. Got it. I'll say it wrong the next time I say it. I know you will. Uh, while this lead initially looked promising, the Union County Prosecutor's Office ultimately decided that Red had nothing to do with the Palmer's death. Isn't it, anytime you watch a uh, murder mystery movie, I read a murder mystery novel, everybody always is first to blame the homeless guy. He's always the guy that everybody blames first. Oh, it must have been that guy who lives in the woods. Okay. <clears throat> Segway into my shirt, Friday 13th shirt. It was, it was always the crazy guy. The crazy guy. They blamed him too. Just yes. crazy Ralph. Crazy oh no, Ralph. crazy Ralph! Friday thirteenth, the guy's like, "You, you're doomed. Everybody's doomed." Oh, and he's like, the first "Oh, it's just crazy Ralph. He's just killing people." So not only does he have nowhere to live, he's poor, never gets laid. He probably smells like a garbage dump. Now he's blamed for murder for everything. Um, now, uh, investigation continues to attempt to find. Now, they, this guy, this guy just disappeared, and they just threw him out as a suspect. I don't think he killed her anyway. Uh, he also worked part time at the golf course. Uh, the the the, the Baltus well, that's Cal- why they called course. him Baltus Roll. I guess that would make sense. Yeah, um, he probably. Wait, he's homeless, but he had a job. Yeah, I guess to pay for his booze and the, and the food. I guess. That's I mean, weird. you gotta have some money. I guess. Kind of um, weird. Okay. But due to lack um, of tips from the public, along with the inconsistent stories told by the police, by her fa- told to the police by her family, friends, and peers, the case eventually went cold. Which is um, what usually happens. What usually happens. Especially with all people dying and stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, So, I mean, that's, I I guess there were so many things happening back then. Um, I mean, like, you know, as far as there was no CSI. uh, No DNA. I don't know what they had, like a magnifying glass, and that's how they solved the murders back then. There was no DNA. No DNA because. Not at all. They really had nothing to go on except speculation. That really didn't come into play until the 80s and 90s. Right. It was just speculation at that point. Fingerprints. Finger. Um, the lead investigators in this case were Frank Drebin and Inspector Clouseau. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, seemed like any time they had a lead, they fell through the window or something, this, this police department. I, I don't know. I guess, Like I said, it, was, it must have been tough. Um, oh, yeah. One thing I wanted to bring up before I forget, and I think I've discussed this with you before, Cassie. What was between the period of 1969 and 1991 where I'm mass murderers like, shine? Do you think it was acid? I think it was acid. Or something they put or in the something, weed? Something, because... I mean, think about it. All right. So you've done acid. I've mm-hmm. done acid. Most people in the 90s did acid that we we're friends with, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, it's it's a known substance that changes your brain. It does. It, it does. does some a chemical reaction in your brain that changes your brain. It's, like, known to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what if there were people in the 60s, 70s, 
that experimented with this shit when it was, like, clean, like, pure acid, mm -hmm. right? And, like, they already had something in, their, in them that was, like, kind of messed up or, like, psychotic or whatever, and they did drugs, and it brought it out. Underlying. Right. So, uh, here's a crazy conspiracy theory for you folks. The COVID-19 vaccine seems to be, seems to brought out underlying conditions in people, physical conditions. Yes. Yes. Um, what if acid was released to the people and brought out underlying psychological I wouldn't be conditions? Which would make sense because the number of serial killers, starting with the Manson family all the way up to Dahmer, was insane in that time. Period. Yeah. I mean, from 1969 to 1991, there was a million. Plus, here's the other thing. Now, I don't want to get all like crazy about doctors and, and medical, you know, whatever. But, I mean, it's also known that when women were pregnant in those times... The medical fields didn't know much, and they prescribed shit to women that was affecting the baby. Yes. I mean, it's known with those, there's there's all those seal babies from in the late 60s, in the 60s, late 50s, early 60s, that had those arms that were all fucked up. But they put, like, leeches on the vagina? No, they put, like, stuff in, they gave them a, a medicine for, like, morning sickness, and it fucked up these kids, right? Wasn't there was a chemical in the milk, too, I thought? Like in the well, that, too, and they were also giving medicine. I mean, if you watch Dahmer... Um, we've just, we were, wa we're watching it right now. We're not done. Very good on Netflix, by the way. Check it um, out. Um, if you watch it though, I mean, you know, his mom clearly has mental, his mom clearly has mental, mental problems, issues. but the doctor was also prescribing her medications that she was taking while she was pregnant right. that easily could have affected him. Right. So like, that's a whole other thing that during that time frame, mothers were not very careful with what they were putting in their body and it was affecting the babies. The other factor you got to keep, uh, and they mentioned this in, the, in that show as well, not to harp on the show too much, but um, how many? We should look into how many of these serial killers had surgery when they were kids. Because the anesthesia might yeah. have fucked them up mentally too. Right. Um. So, like they were saying, Dahmer was never the same after he had a double a hernia surgery when he was four years old. But uh, anyway, he claims he was. He claims that he was like this from birth, though. Yeah, but he's also crazy. So claimed he's dead. Yeah. And how do you really know if you're crazy or not when you're under four years old? How do you really know if you're crazy if you're really crazy? Don't you think you're normal? Like don't most well crazy he knew he knew he was crazy yeah but don't most crazy people not know they're crazy I think it I think some do like like um like the retards down south that like rape people and stuff like that I don't think they know they're crazy but I think that these uh, like for example we Dahmer uh, Ted uh, Bundy Bundy I think they knew they were nuts <clears throat> I think they they knew they had a problem um like an urge they couldn't st suppress and they just had to do it but I think they knew what they were doing was wrong mm. I don't know that's my theory but okay. what do I know. Um, so anyway, so that, that is, uh, that is what happened to Jeanette De Palma. So next we're going to look into who is Jeanette De Palma? Who is this broad? So let's check out who is Jeanette. Who is this broad? Yes. She's dead. <laughs> I mean, can we have to be respectful of Jeanette? Okay, so um, a little backstory on Jeanette. Jeanette the Palm was born on August third. What's with August in this, this chick? August third, yeah, nineteen. Birth, she died like. Right oh, that's after right, right after. Yeah, yeah, right after her birthday. Uh, August third, nineteen fifty-six, and lived in upper middle class. Lived an upper middle class life in the New Jersey suburb of Springfield Township. Where the Palmas raised Jeanette and her siblings in a devout Christian household. Fun. Uh, they lived in a beautiful house on Clearview Road, like I mentioned before, where the Manhattan skyline was visible on a clear day. But far enough from the hustle and bustle of the Big Apple to make the crime 
rate nearly non-existent. Uh, four days before she disappeared, Jeanette the Palmas celebrated her 16th birthday. The celebration was largely unremarkable as the teenager was closely associated with her faith as such praying, uh, uh, partying, excuse me, was off the table. So, um, the story, or at least the story that's in print that you can read, is she was this devout Christian girl. She didn't party. Right. She didn't do anything. She was innocent, which kind of feeds into the whole... Oh, I think we're skipping a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of feeds into the whole uh, Satanistic uh, cult theory, which is coven theory. Right. Um, <clears throat> so... But we've we come to find out that that's uh, we come to Just find out that that's go. not necessarily not really the case. So, uh, August third, nineteen fifty six, Jeanette's, fam- uh, Jeanette's family, according to the newspaper articles, belonged to the Assemblies of God Evangelical Church in Elizabeth. This is important. The mm-hmm. article also quoted Jeanette's parents as someone who tried to lead others to Jesus. Also very important, and said that she was involved in community work to aid drug addicts and planned on attending a Bible college. I don't know how true that is. Bible college. Yes, Bible college. That all says to me that she had a wild streak in her. I don't know. Uh, I seem to think partying was not off the table. Right. <clears throat> um, by all accounts, she's a very nice religious girl to the point where she would try to convert, like I said, so-called Satanists to find Jesus. Uh, and like I said, that leads into the Satanistic theory. Um, <clears throat> like the, the, One of the theories that the police came out with is that she was trying to convert Satanists, so that's why they murdered her. Uh, right. For Halloween. Because she used to talk about God all the time in some or something. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> so you talk about God and try to take Satanists, which Sat- Satanism was very popular back then for some reason. Um, in the 80s. Yeah. 70s, 80s. 70s, 80s. Uh, and try to convert Drugs, them. You know. Which I'm sure people didn't, people that really wanted to be a Satanist didn't really take a kind, didn't take a kinding to, if that's even a phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not, but that's okay. Uh, through unconfirmed sources, it has been alleged that the Palmer was close with Reverend James Tate. Uh, that's a name you're going to want to remember. Remember. Regularly attending church services and working with him in a program designed to assist drug-addicted teens through the First Assemblies of God Church, like I mentioned before. By the way, I looked up this church on Google Maps. It's one of the creepiest-looking churches I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yes. It's on some, like... Uh, like urban road and it's like green and it's, oh my god it looks it's like green shit and still looks the same which it's is really green creepy. yeah it's like green the top is is green and it, look, and it looks like shit it's um <clears throat> the source further alleges that the palma once found herself caught in the web of addiction important because uh till this point everybody said that Jeanette palma was this innocent girl never did drugs never partied uh but i guess she was an addict at one point according to this account i want to know what she was addicted to though um i'm guessing back then i mean like yeah, if it was pot or something that really doesn't count but what if it was something more serious? You know what I mean? What if it was pills? Or... Maybe. <clears throat> but, I mean, like, what pills were available back then? Oh, there was tons of... I mean, there, there was stuff easier to get back then. Uh, there was that speed pill that a lot of the housewives took in the 70s, the uh, the black pill. Oh, black Betty's. Yeah, black Betty's. So My dad it, did those. <laughs> so, I mean, that was like... It wasn't, Same. like, a bad thing back then. It was it was uh, pretty much normal. Um, so, uh, the source further alleges the Palma once found herself because I said that but had turned to God and her faith to lead her down the right path and later became involved in Tate's, this guy, Reverend James Tate's program, in order to help other teens struggling with similar problems. So, th- there's a lot to be said with what I just read read about her. Um, so, I think that, in my opinion anyway, um, I think that she was an addict at one point, I think. I mean, when you're in a this Christian, strict Christian household, I've seen it five million times, you want to rebel. You want right. to do things that they say you can't do. Right. Um, Almost every teenager does it in some w- some way or another. So I think that uh, she rebelled. Maybe she got addicted and she had to find, you know, I guess she had to find God again. 
and um, she went to this Assemblies of God evangelical, started a relationship, not a sexual relationship, started a relationship with this Dr. Sky, James, Reverend James Reverend Tate, Doctor Jesus, uh, Reverend James Tate, and uh, you know maybe she got clean at that point. Uh, you know maybe she was trying to get others clean, but um, that's a pretty juicy part of the story, I think. I don't know, Cassie, what do you think? No, I agree. Um, you know, it's very possible that this happened. Her parents freaked out. You know, because she was like one of what six? How many siblings did she have? Like a lot of siblings. Uh, six or seven. It was I like think. six or seven kids. At least. So they probably like freaked out because she was like, you know, this like, this they weren't, you know, it was like, oh my god, this wild teenage girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it was like they're probably like, well, we need to figure out what we, what you're gonna do. So you're just gonna go to church. And they like, you know, kind of made her go. And that's probably why there was like it said like her birthday was uneventful because. Or, well, supposedly uneventful, because that's probably what they thought. They probably were like, oh, she's just going to her friend's house, whatever. Like, she's being good. Who knows if she was or not. Or whatever. We'll get to that later. Right, right. But, like, you know, I mean, there is. There's a lot. There's a lot of that comes with growing up in a household like that, where you're, like, one of a certain number of kids. You're expected to be a certain way. Your parents are very religious. Like, it's, you know, you would want to... All kids rebel. All kids. Re- I don't know any kids that don't rebel. Right. Right. And if they don't, they're weirdos. <laughs> exactly. And they probably grew up to be psychos. Uh, if they right. don't rebel in the teenage years and get the piss and vinegar out of your system. So that's very interesting because that's something we found out uh, recently is about this whole addiction thing that she was involved in. Which yeah. You never know. Like, you know, a suspect and we don't have it as one of our main suspects, but one of the suspects could be somebody she used to buy drugs from. Or, well, that's part know. all goes into my whole thing. But. Right. Right. Um, so what we're going to do is uh, we're going to get into the murder scene, but I'm not going to go to the screen because I think it's messing up our feed. Okay, we can. All right, all right, all right then you know what? Whatever. Let's just go. Now, now we're going to talk about the murder scene. Founder. Okay. Okay. So we're back. The murder scene. Now, uh, she was found. Uh, what they say was an altar. It just showed it. And, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's flashing on the screen. There's so like a picture that has like the, a black square. Right. That was that's her body. Yeah, pictures of the case are pop, that popping up here. That actually fixed our feed, by the way. Going to that th- that thing. Yeah, whatever. That's weird. I, I don't understand. Some this of whole... the I think some of the backgrounds like mess up little things. I don't understand so. the whole internet. It's a matter of it's a matter of tweaking things. That's yeah, all. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. So she was found on the so-called altar um, on September 14th, 1972. So months after she was she croaked. Um, <clears throat> her body was in the stomach. <laughs> we, 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 we have. So you're so terrible. <laughs> we. I mean, there's pictures of her when she was found. She's found a body down. Now, I'm going to talk about this. This whole lot. So this is. Uh, I love this part of it. Not. I love this part of it. Jesus. It's like I'm talking about a porno. <laughs> I um, love this part. Uh, I love this part. Check this out. Uh, so the body was in the stomach, facing right, right arm over tree limb. Clothing, blue shirt, tan pants, which are very big in the 70s. Nice, tan uh, pants. Brown sandals near body. Sandals are important. I'll get back to that. So, her purse and her, uh, she wore a golden cross around her neck. We're gone. Those were gone. But um, just the purse, not the contents of the purse. Not the contents. The contents of the purse were dumped onto the ground. Inside the contents of the purse were Markel tissues, a Vixen Hiller, small green compact lipstick. Oh, I'm sorry. Small green compact lipstick. Uh, blue comb. Now, the blue is very important in the comb. No, it's not. I'm kidding. Um, a, a, key with, a key with a ring. Now, interesting. A clear vial with unknown substance 
small eyeshadow box, white clear plastic brown uh, brown sandal brown. I should have put commas. I'm like reading this like a, a stupid idiot. All right, so and brown sandals all uh, you know away Next from the body. Summer, right, right. Uh, now the clear vial with the unknown substance. That's the most interesting part of it. Besides the sandals. Um, now the one theory that people have is, is was this an overdose at the party, and kids were scared. And they just kind of ditched the body because they didn't want to be blamed for the murder because maybe they gave her the drugs. So that's that's I'm getting into the theories and stuff. Yeah, now, don't but, get into that because you know get into I'm, I'm just get, I'm I'm giving the little hint, you know little dips into right, like dips. The, little cheese dips into cheese like dips. Uh, what my what my theories are. Um, I also looked up now those the clear vial that she uh, that she was found on on the ground next to uh, back in the seven the early seventies they were used to hold this drug coracidin 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 which is still available by the way. Yes. It's called um, medication. Now, this is an active ingredient. I can't even say any of these, but it's a pain reliever, fever reducer. It's a cold medication. Hydrobromidine uh, yeah. cough suppressant. Yeah. And it has, this is the interesting, it has 10% alcohol in it. Okay. So, was she drinking at a party uh, and was on this medicine at the same time, maybe that caused the overdose? Maybe. That's another thing you want to look but at. But here's the other thing, too. That vial was never tested. No, it wasn't. It was not. So tested. it's like, do we? What? What did she use a coracidin bottle to transport something with her? Right. Right. They said she was sick previously, like that she had, you know, she had a cold. But like, why would you carry an empty vial of cold medicine with you? Yeah, but who hasn't recently had a cold? I mean, it's like you know, that's kind of stupid to say. Like, oh, he had a needle because he recently no, had to get strong. What's weird? <laughs> <laughs> but what's weird is like, what like. A, any 16-year-old, why would you carry a cold, an empty vial of cold medicine with you if you weren't putting something in it? Because right. I know for damn sure when I was 16 years old and I was trying to hide things, I would put them in other things. I still fucking do that. It might have been smack. No, I don't know that. I don't even know what smack's carried in. Um, vials. Is it vials? Wow, maybe I was Maggie's just joking. vials. And it was smack. No, I'm not saying that. I, I don't think that. Um, so there was no, uh, now, now there was no sign of injuries, no bullet wounds, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, no knife uh, and there was no drugs in the toxicology dabbing. report, um, which mm. goes against our, no, she was found a month later. There's not going to be any drugs in the toxicology report out right. of your system by then. Right. <clears throat> Unless it was basalt. <laughs> no, um, those get out of your system faster than anything. <laughs> on her clothing. Now this is interesting too, because this leads to my theory at the end. On her clothing, stains were found, but as per the crime lab, it was too decomposed to be tested. Which is bullshit. Well, I guess back then it was bullshit. Or semen samples. Um, now, I think if they were be able, they would have been able to test for the blood and semen samples. This would have been solved in early. Oh, 70s. absolutely. Um, obviously. Uh, if it now, was today, they would. If it's today and they found a body a month later, they'd still be able to. They they could take their our stuff now. Right. And che- and test it. Right. I mean, there's a there's a group suing to have that done. They could take her clothes now and test it. They would. They'd sue uh, in Union County, New Jersey. I think it was 2021. I think it was 2021 or 2019. I'm I thought not it was positive. before that. Um, that was but they COVID. lost the case. Uh, the judge, the uh, idiot broad judge in Union County, would not grant uh, the person who was suing for that to have that happen. Why? That's the question. Right. Are they covering something up? Exactly. No. So police brought. This is interesting too. I like. I, when I first started investigating this case, I thought this was very cool. Police brought in a witch. To help investigate, help the investigation. Why? 
And somebody, <laughs> the Reverend James Tate, which you know, I think he's a fraud. But anyway, oh, he yeah, said, yeah. "Well, he's dead too." I never did hear if the witch found anything. Wh what is this guy, Boss Hog? I never did hear if the witch found anything. <laughs> Those damn Duke brothers murdered her. Oh my god. Um, he was quoted saying, "Um, I know she was there at the scene." Um, because he said he saw her, which, but he was always quick to jump to the witch slash Satanist yes. theory. Yes. For but whatever reason. Man of God. Right. You know. It's always an evil force. It's yes. It's never, you know. No, it's never like an evil person. And listen, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not anti-God or anything like that, but. No. Some of these guys are just, you know, it's, it's always like, oh, because it was the devil. You know, come on, calm down, dude. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the fourth thing, I question the narrative of, I, I question the narrative of the arm and the dog. Um, I think it could have been placed near the apartments uh, next by where Jeanette's body was located um, <clears throat> because the marked state of the de decomposition. Wait, explain that again? Okay, so so I don't know if necessarily the dog went to the crime scene or the murder scene and got the arm. I think somebody may have placed the arm in a certain place maybe because she'd be found. Possibly. Um, but you couldn't tell because of the state of decomposition. Possibly. So, or an, an another animal could have brought it. Maybe I don't know. That's kind of a far fetched theory, but that's one of the things I, I thought of. Um, now, this is what I was talking about with the flip flops. Um, somebody had to be with her because she had flip flops. Absolutely. One of the investigators said, and uh, he had hiking boots on, and he yep. had trouble getting up the hill yep. where she was laying. His big burly cop with hiking boots. Had she got up there with fucking sandals or flip flops, I should say. Um, now I want to get back to the lead thing. Now they're on the scene. I can talk about the lead thing. Okay, so there was high amounts of lead Let's found see, there's a in lead thing in my theory. So, Well, I'll get to mine because okay. I don't have lead thing in my theory. Okay. All right. So um, now I looked up why there's a high possibility of lead uh, in her system when they did the autopsy or the toxicology report. Um, now, if you're face down in soil and you're breathing in soil for a period of time, you get high amounts of lead in your system. Okay. So my theory is she was murdered. She wasn't dead. I'm sorry. Duh. She was uh, assaulted or whatever, left for dead um, mm. in this spot and breathed. Maybe she was alive for a couple hours, a day, who knows? But she breathed a large amount of soil because she was face down. And that's why there's high amounts of lead in her system. Okay. I think she was still alive and she just died slowly, which is terrible to think about that. But I think that might be a possibility. Okay. Um, totally. Which explains the high amounts of lead. Or at least one theory with the high amounts of lead. Um, a skeletal examination x-ray showed that the body revealed no evidence of bullet holes. I already said this a million times, but it keeps coming back up. No stabbings. No nothing. stabbings. No right. traumatic injury. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, I don't know. This is one of the most interesting murder scenes but, that I've ever looked at. But, can we say what they did what They did speculate? Yeah. They speculated that she was strangled. That's how she died. Which leads but into my theory. But they wouldn't explain why they're speculating that. They just said, we believe that she's strangled. Right. There was no reason. Same thing with the lead. There's lead, but there was no reason why. It was just like, oh, there's high lead. There right. Was, oh, she was strangled. That's all they, like, they left this, like, so open-ended. These police officers, like, like didn't, like, now, and you don't know em if they're, embellish on anything. Right. You don't know if they're covering something up or they're just bumbling idiots. Or they're idiots. just dumb. Yeah, you just don't know. They just were lazy and just didn't care. And they even said it before, like, or we said it before in the, in the podcast, this was not a high crime area. So this no. was something that was like, whoa, you know, it's like the apple dumpling gang. Like, what? Right. Murder? Right. Now, how do we do this? You yep. know, like, they, they don't know. No. Um, and even the FBI was eventually called in to investigate. They didn't come up with shit either, so I really shouldn't say it was just the police department. Um... So, but one of the most interesting murder scenes. Now, if you uh, 
we have it flashing up on the screen, but I know it's flashing by quick. But if you Google Jeanette the Palma uh, murder scene, you'll see this photo they drew of her murder scene and how what we're all talking about. Everything's just there. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, now, we're going to get into the, um, the suspects next. But before we do, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Not very long, but uh, one of the big things now... Back, I have to mention this because one of the theories is that this was a Satanistic cult. Uh, there's a whole thing called Satanic Panic in the 70s and 80s where yep. anything that went wrong, they blamed it on Satanism. And uh, you must be, Satan must have possessed you. Uh, the devil said I did it. Like the devil made me do it, I should say. Right. Uh, that was a big thing back then. And I put together a collage of the media and, and you know everybody telling you that Satanists were the cause of every problem in the world. So we're going to put this on. Uh, it's only like a couple minutes long. I'll be right back, and we're going to have uh, our suspect. We're going to list our suspects, and then the most exciting part of the show would be our theories. So we'll be right back. Just stick with us a couple minutes, or just come back in a couple minutes. But anyway, the video is pretty, uh, pretty cool. All right, be right back. <laughs> At the church of a preacher named Roy Masters. Come out. No. I won't let her go. No. Exorcisms of the devil appear just as you sincere, far out, and dramatic. You lost your power. You get out of here. With a background in show business rather than theology. Show business rather than theology. Indeed, the army does officially recognize Satanism as a legitimate religion and supplies chaplains with this guide for ministering to the satanic soldier. Some charge that army bases have become sanctuaries for devil worshippers. And the graffiti... 666, the sign of the devil. Over here, a bloody skull and crossbones. This is a pentacle. The interesting thing about this pentacle is it's an upright pentacle. Let me see. It's Well, it's actually fairly fresh. This is how gangs talk to each other, okay? But now this is how occultists talk to each other. This here is a psilocybin mushroom. So probably um, they had a, a psilocybin ritual. Mike Warnke is a former Satanist. Today he's a successful comedian, preaching Christianity in the form of humor. But back in the 60s, he was one of Satanism's high priests. Uh, the things that you would see in a satanic altar. He showed us what a satanic temple might resemble, and typical implements used to worship the devil. The bones usually are used in a ceremony that calls for uh, telling the future. I have a, an old three-inch scar here on my wrist where my friends used to cut my arm open and bleed my blood into a cup and drink it mixed with wine and urine four times a year as a ceremony to Satan. In May of 1982, Teenagers of a congregation in Topeka, Kansas, destroyed thousands of dollars worth of records and tapes, which they felt contained the message of Satan. The Christian concern sheds light on a more secular aspect of music listening. It's what you don't hear. Certain parts of, of the men's uniforms all accentuate uh, the genitals of a male. Faceless creatures in robes that to me would, uh, from my study, certainly symbolize druids, which of course go back to uh, Satan worship. In the blood stains, there is very definitely, without any shadow of a doubt here, a face of Satan. For the purposes of this study, we will focus on the number 666 and its use in the Universal Product Code. 
most people don't realize that 80% of all toys on the market have occultic influence, and these are the most popular. It says here that uh, it actually makes the wings move, so let me uh, look at that. Isn't that amazing? Remember those uh, verses in the book of Revelation? about the flying beast with the riders on them. This could actually be taken from uh, Revelations. You'll notice that they're depicted as blue with black lips. Well, isn't that interesting? And you know what happens to you when you die? You turn blue and your lips turn black. Smurfs has gone occultic. Very much so. Smurfs carry a homosexual connotation in that most of them are male. I believe so. Snake Mountain. It's got an interesting little feature here. I'm gonna turn it on. It can actually transform your voice from uh, your regular voice to that of an occultic hero. Is that yeah. correct? Let me turn this on here. I, I think I'm getting it too loud. Skeletor, the master of the universe. And I've reverse thread the machine and I'm going to play that exact piece of tape backwards now. Okay, I live with Satan, exactly. And it, then you'll hear there's power in Satan. He will give you six, six, six. folks welcome back that video is hilarious actually dude i was dying laughing <laughs> the best is smurfs or satanists yes. they have a homosexual element and yes. when you die you turn blue yes with black Unbelievable. lips jesus christ they're blue with black lips what happens when you die it's you funny turn blue with black lips the show that we used to do before this uh people thought we were satanists i know because of the show we did i know uh which is pretty far from the truth yeah uh, but anyway really far from just, the truth come on um so I, I like this part. Like this is we're gonna talk about the suspects in Jeanette the Palm's murder, and these aren't just now. One is a theory. The other suspects that I have in here are actual suspects that were in the case. Uh, one's a theory because this person's relatively new to the to the murder scene, um, but I the, I'll tie it in in some way. So the number one suspect is a Slenderman theory. Now I'm gonna explain what I mean by that. I know Slenderman, the shitty movie came out, and that's a creepy story about the tall guy in the woods and. And uh, two 12-year-old girls in Lakusha, Wisconsin, held down and stabbed. Killed her friend, yeah. Killed her, no, they stabbed her. She well, died. stabbed her friend. Um, and they said Slender Man told them to do this. Um, now, the reason I'm saying this is because the, we just watched a Satanistic video, and maybe kids were Satanists, and maybe they killed Jeanette the Palm in the name of Satanism. You know what I mean? That's a theory. That's a suspect, is that her friends killed her, and not her friends, maybe somebody in the school lured her into the woods and killed her in the name of Satanism. The same thing as a Slender Man type. Theory. Right. That's what I mean by the Slenderman. I don't think the Slenderman really killed Jeanette the Palm. I'm right. not retarded. Um, you know, I don't think Freddy Krueger killed her either. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm just saying, like, I think it was a... That, that, that could have been a suspect there. I mean, Cassie, I mean, do you have any thought on the on the Friends theory? Or? I mean, my whole thing with the Friends is a different animal. Like, I don't think anybody really lured her. But I definitely think there could have been something that happened with Friends, but not them killing her. I don't think. Okay, so you're more you're more inclined for the overdose theory than the friends killing. Yeah. Okay. Or or an, or something along those lines, not them actually killing her, but like something happening. Like we can get to that. 
later. Or maybe they were maybe they were conducting a Satanistic ceremony or a witch's coven ceremony and she died by accident. Or maybe they just left her for dead. Who knows? But I don't think those are all theories. <laughs> Never mind. We'll get to that later. I, I don't know. I'm trying to cover every aspect. I know. Of the, I know. The thought, thought, thinking thought process. process. Exactly. Uh, the other one, and we talked about it uh, earlier in the podcast, is that a police cover up. Um, and I'm going to get into this a little bit. So I'm not saying that, you know, it could have been the police for all I know, but I don't think the police killed this girl. Maybe the person that was with her when she died or was involved in her death, maybe their father was part of the police department or somebody important. Or like somebody or somebody that was, we had spoken, we, we've spoken about this at length prior to being on the air, but, or maybe somebody, okay, so back in the 70s, you could become a police officer right out of high school. So yes. it could have been somebody that wanted to become a police officer that, you know, was working at the police station as like a dispatcher or something looking to get into police officer. Or like they have these programs in high school where you follow a police, like their junior police officer, like follow a police officer in order to get into the police, like, right. you know, to become a police officer. I always because wanted back to then, look into becoming police officer. Shut up. Because back then... <laughs> There was like, you know, there was no real police academy or anything. It was just like basically you graduated high school and then you could like if you wanted to become a cop, you could sort of thing. So like it could have been somebody that was trying to become a police officer that that something happened and they knew that this was going to affect their career. So they asked people that they worked with at the police station to cover it up. That another possible theory as well. And uh, just one thing I want to mention. The devil's teeth, that, that whole area that she was found, her body was found, it was a known party spot in town. Right. So, you know, that's another thing that ties into it. One thing I want to mention, too, was on our beginning uh, Wire video, which you should watch if you haven't seen it yet. And go back. At the it's end really of the show, good. Check it out because it tells you everything we're talking about. It's like all on a wire board. It's really cool. Uh, anyway, uh, Hurricane Floyd happened in 1999. So this is what, uh, 15 years after the murder? Or yeah, roughly. About that. Roughly. Um, yeah, 17, so 17 police years. Police had evidence locked up in their police department. Locked up. Actually, wait, 99, 27 years after. 27, Jesus. I'm, that's, I'm, I'm great with the math and stuff. Um, <laughs> they had this evidence locked up in their in, in their uh, in their precinct. And Hurricane Floyd happened in 1999, and apparently all that evidence was washed away in the hurricane. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No. Like, I understand, like, hurricanes happen, shit gets fucked up at a police station. Well, here's the other thing, and this is, this is the other thing, right? So, like, all right, in the 70s, everything was on paper, whatever. But, like... By the 90s, late 90s, Wouldn't especially, digital. Transported onto a computer. Exactly. At that point? That's where I was jobs going with that. For those people. Because the spring, I have been to the Springfield Police Department. Like, I know what it looks like. I didn't know what it looks like prior to prior to Floyd, but I know what it, look like, it looks like now. And it's not a big police department. And there's not a lot of crime in Springfield. No. So it's like, you could have somebody transcript some paper onto digital they have, easily. They hire people to do that. So it's like what, what like were they not and plus here's the other thing, right? So like that's bullshit. Because Weird New Jersey was able to get fucking files on her after the fact. And this other group that was looking into the people that sued the that sued for the DNA, they got a file. So how are they fucking getting files if everything's gone? It doesn't you know make what I'm saying? sense, Cassie. It doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense. Any sense, no Hurricane sense. Floyd. Bullshit. Um, that was a bullshit hurricane. I call anyway. bullshit. Um, <clears throat> now, another another theory, and I've talked about it a bunch of times too, is the um, is the witch's coven theory. Oh well, suspects, um, suspects, not theories. Yeah. Suspe- oh, I'm sorry, Jesus was a getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, witch's coven. Now, uh, now I mentioned this earlier. Uh, the Wachung Reserve 
Yeah. It was known for witches. It was a thing. Like, since 1912, there was, like, the theory of the four witches, and they would conduct ceremonies in the Watchung Reserve where the devil's uh, teeth is located. How was I never invited to this shit? Um, <laughs> you should have been, but hot. Um, but um, a number of sacrifices of dead animals were reported around the Watchung Reserve which is less than two miles away from where Jeanette was found right around the same time. Okay. Um, in the park, Union, Pound, Union County police had found burning candles, a bowl of blood and feathers and pigeons with their necks snapped. That's another thing that feeds where, into the watch this. on reserve. Yeah. And like two, within two miles okay. of where Jeanette okay. was murdered. So, right. you know, who knows if that was planted to right. feed into the witch's right. coven. Right. Satanist right. theory, right. Right. Or either was a ceremony and you know, she happened to die and they found this stuff. Um, one person who lived in the area at the time said, I was a young teenager when the discovery of Jeanette the Palma happened and lived in the next town. About two years prior, there was much talk in my school about a cult in the surrounding area. They were known as the witches. They must have let it be known in the area that they planned to kill a child on or about Halloween, either by kidnapping and sacrificing them or by poison. I remember being anxious about this because I went trick-or-treating in those days. So, <clears throat> that's... Suspects. <laughs> that's suspects. We'll so, get into that later and why I don't think Another letter correct. from a relative <laughs> uh, of a local policeman read, when the dog brought the arm... I mentioned this before, but he actually said this too. Maybe where's where I got it from. When the dog brought the arm home and the search for the body started, they found arrows carved in the trees that would lead to the body. Mm. Um, all around her body were dead animals tied to trees with string and some in jars. Shortly thereafter, there were reports of animals being mutilated and hung in the same fashion in the Wachong Reserve, which is also very close to the scene of the crime. Okay. The Wachong Reserve, or the Res, has been reported to be the center of devil worship activity for years. Okay. So this is, it's when I, when I read this stuff, I'm like, whoa, maybe this was what happened, you know? Um, there are lots of tales of satanic cult rituals taking place in the tales of witch covens practicing in the woods in the Wachong Reserve. So this all feeds into this whole um, uh, suspect of the witch's coven, um, which is definitely probably the most fun theory. I think. I mean, it's it's the, it's the most um, unique, unique, and I, I don't know what to say. Like uh, I, like I said, fun theory. Um, I'm gonna pass this off. Another suspect was a watchman who lived in the quarry. Ball, uh, ball, ball sucker red. What was it? No. <laughs> ball, uh, Baltusrol. red. As a homeless guy, he worked at the Ball Trusso Country Club. I've been there. Yeah, oh, you've been there. That's right. You were. Yep. Um, well, this is quickly it's passed huge, off. It's a huge country club. There was, there was no evidence to tie this guy to anything. I think he was just a suspect because he was homeless. Right. Scapegoat, weird guy. Yeah, right. absolutely. Now, um, I, I talked about this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but another suspect is the Reverend James Tate. Yes. Uh, which was uh, Jeanette the Palma's reverend who helped her get clean and help her stay clean or whatever. Uh, there are many who speculate that the Reverend James Tate, the man who was quick to point satanic involvement in the Palma's death, presided over the Palma's family church and allegedly worked closely with the Palma through a drug rehabilitation program, rehabilitation program, Good job, may have been involved in the murder. Um, this guy reminds me of the evil priest from Silver Bullet, the movie Silver <laughs> Bullet. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, he was employed at around, around the same area that the Palma's body was found. Um, well, yeah, Elizabeth. He lived in Elizabeth. And how many movies have you seen? Ended up being a reverend of something. Yeah, absolutely. Helping a young girl. Yeah. I mean, maybe he made a pass at her. You, well, you never he know. also had two sons and a daughter. Yeah, two sons that were her age and a daughter and a daughter that were her age. So maybe something happened with the kids. Maybe watch. He's so he's so quick to say, "Oh, it was a witch's covenant with Satanists." Right. Um, but it happens all the time. Like he's maybe he made a pass at her, and she said no, 
and he was so afraid that he'd get exposed that maybe yeah. he did something. Right. And then passed it off as a witch's coven and Satan. Well, here's the thing. So he, when he died, he died this year at 91 years old. Okay? So, like, we got to do the math. Hold on. 19, so it's 50 years later. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that old. He was like in this, he was a young reverend, 40 years old. So, I mean, it's not old. Like, it's not like he was a geezer, you know? Like, true. But, no. no, that's <clears throat> what I'm saying. Like, he, you know. Right, right. No, no, no. I, Plus, I, he's a reverend. He's, he's allowed to be married. He's allowed to have children. Like, he's not like a, a priest. Different, but you're also not allowed to make a pass at a 16 year old. True. You know, so, so, you know, that could have something to do with it, too. This guy seems fishy, though. This reverend Tate seems fishy. I, yes. And I don't like the fact that, like, he caught, it was, like, the first one to quickly, like, always say oh it, it was this it was this group like right away right away it's like uh, when was the last time you saw Jeanette I don't know when she was next to those Satanists like, right. Well, how, right how do you know that man right. like it just seems a little fishy hey maybe some innocent guy but I don't know there's something that seems off about this whole Reverend James Tate thing yes um, and I could, I could say his name because he's fucking dead um, so yep. <clears throat> now the next suspect this is probably this is the most interesting one most interesting one is um gentleman named by named Richard Cottingham Otherwise known as the Torso Killer. He was a serial killer that killed people anywhere from 1968 all the way up to 1982. He killed how many people? 80-something people? He claims to have killed anywhere between 85 to 100 people. But they're only known, there's only known 13 people are only known. 13 people. Um. So, the, now, two years after Jeanette was found. Let's talk about Richie. Yes, Richard Cottingham. Two years after Jeanette was found, uh, the story of the slaying of two young girls in 1974 Roughly the same age as Jeanette Palma, where she had gone missing two years prior. And almost the same area. The girls had been beaten, sexually assaulted, and strangled before their bodies were dumped in the wooded area of Montvale, New Jersey. Yep. Pointing out the similarities in the case, including the, the facts that Montvale is approximately a 45-minute drive from the where the Palma's body was found. Yep. Uh, all three bodies were dumped in a wooden area. All three had been strangled. Uh, at least suspected in the Palmas case, but right. And to date, no killer has been indicated in any crimes that would appear that the cases are somehow related. I'm gonna get more into this guy when I get into theories, but this guy's a bad motherfucker. This guy, I, I can't believe this guy's still fucking alive. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's in a jail. He's 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 declining though in health. He's declining. But that's not good enough for this guy. And he's a burn to death. Well, um, here's the thing: he's declining in health, so that's why they're saying like, you know, he's, come out, he's, he's, he has nothing he's, to lose. He's coming out point. and saying like all this shit now. Right. Like, I mean, admitting to certain things. But, like, we, you know, he was, he, like, I mean, there's so many things that, like, point to him in this case. Th- there really is. I mean, um, there's also a, a documentary on Netflix about yes. this motherfucker. It's called it really uh, doesn't, but it Times really, Square Killer. It really, like, really centers more on Times Square. It's more on Times Square, on but they do get into him a lot. And you learn more about him and... I mean, he was a different killer at the end before before he got arrested. But I'll get more into that. Yeah, he changed later. So, uh, another suspect, um, believe it or not, because tying into this whole satanic thing would be Lilith Saint Clair. Uh, she was one of the top people in the Church of Satan back in the early seventies, um, and they were known to kind of conduct uh, ceremonies in the woods in the Watron Reserve. Right. Um, she was a priestess, as they call her in the Church of Satan, like I said. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting is she had a coven that operated right next to it and um uh right like within a couple miles of where Jeanette was found okay um also a couple years be- prior to that in Vineland New Jersey there was a satanistic murder uh satanist cult murdered a uh boy i mean he asked to kind of be murdered because he wanted a satanistic ceremony done but he was murdered in New Jersey in Vineland um and wait 
couple years before. They admitted to that, correct? Yes. Like that was like a known thing. Is, is, there's a reason I'm asking this question. No, the the uh, coven did not admit to that, but it was a known. Uh, the kids that killed this kid uh, admitted they were Satanists. Okay. And there was a Satanist, the coven, known to be right around that's the area. That's what I'm saying. This like, is kind of a far-fetched wait, theory. Wait, but that's what I'm saying. That I'm, I'm going to get to a point with this eventually, but they came out and said, we are Satanists, we killed this kid, right? Right. Okay. And this sect, this uh, this coven down there, they were they were kind of the kind of organization that like brainwashing kids off the street who were physically abused or had indulged in drugs. Okay. Uh, so they were known for that. Um, and shortly after the, the this murder happened with Jeanette, Lilith St. Clair left the Church of Satan because the Church of Satan wanted to get more into the spiritual aspect of Satanism and not the physical aspect. Right. Uh, she was more into the physical aspect of it, like ceremonies and doing crazy shit. Um, but, you know, that's one of the suspects. But I don't know about that. I mean, maybe. I mean, you never know. But right. Um, those are essentially... Oh, I'm sorry. So... Um, Sinclair's uh, sect was in Middlesex County, borough of Spotswood. So kind of close. Maybe. I don't know. Not really. Like I said, that's kind of a far-fetched one. Yeah. Um, so that's the suspects in the case. Cassie, am I missing anybody? No. Okay. So that Your mom. Uh, yeah, my mom. <laughs> I don't know where she was that night. Um, <laughs> probably being a horse somewhere. Anyway, um, so those are the suspects. Now we're going to get to the most exciting part of the show, which is our theories. Yes, the part where I get to talk a lot. Let's go to the theories. all right so our theories now i i changed my theory a couple of times on this case i have a couple different theories okay so my original theory was it was a satanistic which is coven type thing, but I change my mind a lot. Uh, but I am a hundred percent on. Or should I, I shouldn't say a hundred percent. That would be a lie. I am ninety percent on board that this was Richard Cottingham, a serial killer. Richard Cottingham, a torso killer. Um, and let me name. I'm going to give you a couple of facts on why I think this is the guy. First of all, um, Jeanette was basically murdered the same way that he murdered other victims around the same time, same age, same area. You know, within what forty miles of each other. Yep. Um, and he's admitted to a, a bunch of murders since. Um, so in 1967, he killed Nancy Vogel. Uh, she was found naked, beaten, right side of the face, black eye, strangled to death. Yep. Um, in 1968, uh, he killed Jacqueline Harp, uh, beaten, uh, strangled to death. Yep. Uh, 1969, he killed Irene Bass, 18, beaten, strangled to death. Uh, Denise Balsaka... Uh, 1969, unbeaten, strangled to death. It's all in the Jersey, folks. Yep. Uh, all around the same 40 mile area. Yep. This is the most disturbing one, I think. I'm all disturbing. This is the most disturbing. Uh, Lorraine Marie Kelly, 16, and Marie Ann Pryor, 17, uh, both murdered at the same time, double abduction, beaten, strangled to death. Um, that was in uh, Bergen County, New Jersey. Right. Montville, like I mentioned before. Right. Hasbro Heights, Mary Ann Carr, 27, beaten, strangled to death. Um, so these are just a couple examples. There's more. Yeah, um, yeah. But a lot more. Jeanette De Palma, you know, I mean, I know that she was too 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 badly decomposed to really get all the evidence, but all signs lead to the same way that these girls died, mm -hmm. that she died. Yeah. Um, I really have no doubt. Um, you know, I can't, what, what, what trips me up is I can't explain the altar thing. I don't know. 
that's not his mo. He doesn't but build altars. But here's the thing, though. This is the thing. When Weird New Jersey got the file back, there was no altar. They had that fucking picture. They said there's no altar. It was she was placed in the woods. So like, and that was the file of like what they there was like pictures in the file of like, uh, and like what happened that they were they 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 like tried to avoid sending putting those pictures out for some reason. Right. But like there, it so that doesn't even matter. You know, he yeah. just dumped her, and maybe there was like some weird shit where he dumped her, and he just dumped her there. You know. And that could be true. I mean, the place was known as the Devil's Tooth. It wasn't teeth. It wasn't named that because she was found dead there. It was always named that. Right. So maybe there might have been weird stuff there already. Our kids were being fucking kids and being stupid. Right. And had stuff there already. I mean, how many, on the trees. I mean, seriously, how many times did you hear about the satanic church in Rockaway and go there? And it was fucking satanic church. People just thought it was a satanic church. And that was like the rumor. Yeah. Kids and, are fucking stupid. And one of the other things, too, and I tried to research this. I tried to find out. But for some reason, there's a lot of things that are impossible to find on this case. And I don't know why. What case? But oh, her case? Her case. Yeah. No, the case of the missing I thought you're, no, piece. I'm talking about, I thought you were talking about Cottingham or something for some reason. Um, no, I, oh, I'm talking about Cottingham, but I'm talking about... So, so uh, one of the uh, suspects that I didn't bring up was a car. It was a red Ford Falcon. Yeah. And he drove, I believe, a Falcon. I don't know what color it was, though, so I can't really tie that no, into each other. No, I mean, they said he drove like a normal car. Isn't a Ford Falcon a normal I car? I don't know, is it? Yeah, it was Back a four-door then? piece of shit. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, if, you, if he drove the red Ford Falcon, that was going to be one of the things I tied in. The other thing I want to mention, too... Is that most of the the, the females that he murdered? With dark um, hair, dark hair, dark hair. But he also left their cross um, on him. You take what? Did he take pieces of jewelry, right? Dude, no. That I was gonna get to that, but I didn't want to get. I didn't want to like. Okay. Break your thunder. But she but was missing her her uh, her, her cross, cross and her purse. And her but purse. so when we watch this documentary, right? Like there were things that you couldn't. There were things that they left out of like news articles and stuff. That, like we were reading. We were reading about this guy. Um. But they mentioned in the documentary, and in the documentary, they said that in 1969, when they went and arrested him for something, whatever it was, Mopery or whatever the fuck. Mopery. They went to his house, and he had a safe, and it had tons of purses in it and jewelry. Right. So it's like, actually, it wasn't 69. It was 80-something. It was 81. 81, when they they did that. So who's to say that her shit wasn't in there, and they just didn't identify any of it because it was like oh this is a bunch of dumb like stuff from this guy that this guy like took and they couldn't identify how are you going to identify that stuff they didn't have the technology back then right right i want to know where that vault is holding all the crap that was in richard cottingham's fucking safe but also if he killed 85 he claims to have killed 85 women can you remember this murder i mean as sad as that sounds sounds no he does though like he's starting to he's confessing certain people but my theory my theory at the end of the day is I think before this motherfucker dies, I think he will admit to murdering Jeanette De Palma. I, that's my prediction. I think this will be solved before this before this asshole piece of shit dies. Um, and I think that's going to be the answer. I think that is who killed Jeanette De Palma would be Richard Cottingham. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, too, is he was also arrested uh, a year after, or a couple months after Jeanette was found dead at the Stearns in Bergen County, at the Bergen County Mall, trying to sell jewelry. Jewelry. So... Um, right. Would it have been her jewelry? Who knows? Right. Who knows? Um, that's just a far-fetched theory. But that's my theory of the whole case. Cassie, I'm very interested to hear yours, though. Okay, so I have a couple. I kind of am going back and forth between a few things. Number one, I'm going to say that I really do not think it was the Satanist thing. And I'll tell you why. Because you made a face every time I said that. I know. <laughs> 
tell you why. Satanists, for the most part, are people that want to be found out. They want to feed people to know. They do it for a reason. They do it for a shock value. They do it for to be the, the devil, to know that the devil knows that they're doing something, right? So because the fact that they didn't admit to the fact that they did this, mm. which is why I asked, did those kids admit that they were Satanists and killed this kid? And you said yes. They would have been the first people to say, yes, we killed her and we sacrificed her and it was great and we did this ritual. Like, they would have admitted to it because they don't fucking care. No. They want people to know and be afraid right. and, you know, they want people to recognize that they're doing bad shit in the name of Satan. Right. They want Satan to recognize it. So I don't think it was Satanist at all. At all. Like, I don't care if people were freaked out. I don't care whatever. I remember going, growing up in, in the 90s and the 80s before there was, like, real internet or whatever. And people always, there was always little rumors going around about so-and-so, you know, got involved with, like, this cult. Or, oh, there's, like, scary people, like, around and, like, whatever. Those were rumors that came up. Like, when you said that whole thing about, like, Halloween and they were going to sacrifice a kid... Who the fuck knows if parents didn't start that rumor in order to keep kids from either going trick-or-treating or from staying out late or for something like that? Mm -hmm. You don't know. That's the whole thing, like, with the candy with the fucking razors in it. Right. It was all rumor. Or now with the fentanyl. Well, I tend to believe that. But the candy with the razors thing, that, that was, was a no big rumor. scare. Yep. But it was a big scare. Check the apples. So you don't know if parents started that to keep their kids from doing something bad. Right. You never know. All right. So I don't think it's Satanists. Richard Cottingham, I lean towards him. Only because of that documentary and certain things that were said in that documentary. He used to actually strangle girls with their crosses. Yes. With the cross. With he the would, cross. He targeted right. women that wore crosses. Targeted women with dark hair. Look, looks just like Jeanette. A lot of the girls look just like Jeanette. Um, and in the beginning, when he was killing right around when, when Jeanette died, like the time when Jeanette died, when he was killing girls, it, they were young girls. They were like right. set teenagers. He changed his whole pattern. He changed his pattern yeah. later on. And started killing prostitutes and stuff like that and beheading them and lighting them on fire. Much better. Much better. But mm. um, in the beginning, it was young girls. So I tend to think that might be a possibility, a strong possibility. The other thing, which is a little more, um, a little more like not risque, a little more like boring theory, is that either... A kid that was involved with the police department, a kid that was involved with the reverend, like the mm -hmm. reverend's kids or something, or in general, friends of hers that really loved her, they hung out and something happened and they brought her to the woods to mm -hmm. leave her there, knowing that she would be found right. in that place because she was found and knowing that, you know, because there had, if she, somebody had to bring her there, the way her, the way she was positioned the way that her, she had, you know, she was wearing sandals. She couldn't walk up there herself. And they said that she was not, she was put in a position that wasn't just like, it didn't look like she was dumped there. It looked like she was placed. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's possible that there were two or three people that were like, loved her. Something happened, which I think is drugs, honestly, especially knowing that she previously did drugs. Right. That whole kind of brought it all in, um, placed her there. I think the lead thing, going back to the lead in her system, when I looked it up, and strangulation too, strangulation and lead, high lead content, present in your body when you die of a heroin overdose. Ooh, interesting. So, it could have been heroin, 
Or it could have been she smoked because she did, did say, somebody did say, I knew Jeanette and she smoked weed. And that's all she really did. So it could have been laced marijuana with opiate in the marijuana mm-hmm. that she didn't know. And she did it and it killed her. Or the combination between the cold medicine and the opiates killed her. And their friends freaked out because I had a lot of friends back in the day that if you OD'd, they would like drop you somewhere. Right. And they that freaked out and didn't know right. what to do. And they brought you and they brought her to the woods or they were partying in the woods lower and they brought her up to the top to, to the kind of higher to, to the hill. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's more boring, it's a little but more it's legitimate, legitimate. Theory. Yeah. Right. So. so, all right. So those you th- and that that was that was very good. Now, um, I have thought of all those theories that you thought of uh, very interesting, but I I still am going to lead to the Richard Cottingham thing. But what's your main theory? What do you? What's the main thing you think? Of? I think it was an accident. An accident. Okay. Yeah. All right. There's and I think the reason that people aren't didn't come forward, um, I think a lot of people are dead. I mean, if you went, if you look up, her entire family is dead, except for one sibling. <clears throat> he's the only one alive, and he's like a geezer. He's like 87, yeah, 88 years old. Like, he can't even not shit his pants at this And point. I think a lot of the other people, I think a lot of people left the area. They just don't, you know, like, or it's dead very or whatever. Weird. It's like, even like, uh, we looked up like high school records and stuff of people. And oh, yeah. It's, Summer it, of 72. Yeah, it's, and Jeanette's actually listed as you know, uh, you know, one of those you know lost. Kids so yeah, that. we looked up like old yearbooks and stuff, and a lot of people had like in their quotes. Or so we looked up her yearbook that she would have graduated nineteen seventy four, and a lot of people wrote, "I will never forget the summer of seventy two. And I'm like, "Why? <laughs> what happened in summer of seventy two? Right. Than she, other than she died, but that's like weird, right? Big partying summer. I don't know. Like right. I, I know what she did last summer type of theory. Um. So, I don't know. Very, very interesting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss this case. We've done a lot of research. I know. It's a good case. I hope, I kind of hope it is him and that he admits to it and it gets closed. At least have some closure to it. Because I feel like if it's not him, then there's not going to be any closure. I, you're right. Because your theory, which is a very good theory, nobody's ever going to confess that. At or this, at, or at if point, they're alive, you never know. They might right. not be alive. They might not be fucking dead by now. I mean, like, you know, like I said, a little bit of an old case. Or but. maybe if they, if they allow it to be reopened and they, like, test for DNA, we can fucking figure this out. I mean... We come from a we come from Blairstown, New Jersey, where one of the most famous cold cases was in New Jersey. Yes, and that good. was just solved over like six months ago. If you, actually, and not even. When was she found? She was found in the seventies, right? Eighties. Uh, Eighties. Okay. And they they finally figured out what happened to her right. and who she was. Right. Because she didn't know who she was. So part of it was like figuring out who she was and then why. Right. So <clears> I mean, it can be done. It can be done, and we hope it's done. Uh, we hope, at least, uh, if anything, we shed some light on some of the facts, and you know, brought maybe some new thoughts, or, or you know, I don't know about evidence, but new thoughts, and and uh, enlighten some of the parts of this case. What right. is our goal here? Um, you know, our goal isn't to change the world, but we want to like maybe shed some light on this, bring this case to attention, the people's attention, the public's attention again. Um, and uh, I think we've accomplished that here tonight. I think it's been pretty good. Um, now we're going to do, uh, our next podcast is going to be November, close to Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, we haven't, we haven't gotten the case yet, but I can tell you it's going to be pretty good. Um, so thank you so much for tuning into us. Thank you much for tuning into our podcast. Um, like I said, we'll be back next week with another live next show. Next week, not next week. Next oh, month. I'm sorry. I'm used next to saying next month. week. Next month. 
I know you're new. Our old podcast this. was a weekly thing. This is a monthly thing. Monthly. Uh, so we're back next month. Uh, we had a great time with you guys. Um, so we're going to end it right now. And um, thanks for tuning in, folks. I'm good. Just the end